0: I want to welcome you to today's podcast, and in this podcast, I'll be bringing you teachings from the Word of God that will bless you and inspire your spirit, and I know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening. God bless you as you listen. This podcast is sponsored by Check It Show check it shop the first christian anointed clothing brand your one-stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly terrorize the kingdom of darkness visit checkitshop.com check it in style praise the lord Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to welcome every one of you to another interesting podcast. where We will be bringing words to you that will change your life forever. Hallelujah. But before we go on, I'd like us to pray a simple prayer. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we worship you. We honor you. We adore you bless you because you are Lord and you are God and there is no one like you Lord we ask that you speak to us through your word and by your spirit and as your word comes to us it will bring light and understanding to us because the Bible says the entrance of your word gives the light and understanding to the symbol have your way father and let these words bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Once again, I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And God has a very important word for every one of us listening today. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to start by reading a verse of scripture to you from the book of Romans chapter 8 and verse 14 it says for as many as are led by the Spirit of God they are the sons of God as many as are led by the Spirit of God they are the sons of God hallelujah now reading this scripture just like it is he says as many as are led by the spirit they are the sons of god does that mean that every person who is born again is automatically led by the spirit because the bible says in the book of john chapter 1 if you read from verse 10 and verse 11 it says as many as received him to them give he power to be called the sons of god to become sons of god So we know that receiving Christ automatically gives you the power to become a child of God, a son or a daughter of God. Hallelujah. So if you compare that scripture with this one, you might be tempted to think, well, that means that if I'm born again, it means automatically I'm led by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Because here Romans 8.14 says, As many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God and then that scripture i told you about john 1 10 11 says as many as received him he gave the power to become sons of god hallelujah so to become a son of god from the gospel according to john all you need is to receive jesus now paul in the book of romans is saying those that are led by the spirit they are the sons of god so what is going on here there are two different ways in which you can become a child of God. And this is where, you see, study needs to go beyond the surface. Hallelujah. Many people, they just read everything as it is. Thank God for different translations because it helps us, you know, where some translations are a bit, a bit um, dark, you could use other translations to bring out the light in that scripture. Hallelujah. But If you go into the Greek of this scripture, Romans chapter 8, verse 14, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, the word sons is the Greek word eos. Hallelujah. Is the Greek word eos. Hallelujah. And eos means yeah literally it means a son but you see the greek language is richer than the english language hallelujah for example you know the word love in english one word but in greek it has several words for love there is agape there is philos there's eros or erotas hallelujah all these are different uh, greek words for that one english word so the greek language when it comes to si- philosophical terminologies, is much richer than the english language hallelujah so the word use yes it means son but the greeks don't use that word for babies it is it is rarely used for the young of human beings or animals it's not used for young practical example you know getting to cyprus years ago and you know learning to speak the greek language because that's the language spoken in cyprus i had just we had just had our son rex our first son and he was about a few months old then and so then i had with the company where i was working at the time there was this guy who used to supply us with some things that we use and then you know outside we'll and the man didn't speak english so i had to communicate with him in greek and you know, I I I don't speak the language too well. I just knew barely a few words. So I was trying to, you know, use a few words I knew. So I was trying to explain to him that now I have a baby. I have a baby. So I was trying to explain. The modern Greek, the word is moro. So I was trying to explain to him I have a baby. So he didn't understand me. So I got my phone out and I got the picture and said, Oyosmo. Meaning, you know, my son, you, is the same word here. So he was expect. he looked at me when I said use. like, I'm too young to be having a use. Like if you're talking about a use, the person should be a mature person, someone who has come of age, someone who is learning from you already. Because those days, the fathers, when they, their, their children got to a certain age, they began taking them along to work, to teach them the trade, what they are into. So when a child has started learning what you are doing, it becomes Gios. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now this is very important. So when I use that word Gios, he looked at me in surprise. And then when he looked at the the phone and saw the picture, then he was relieved. "Ah, This this is a baby, Ray. This is a baby. In other words, Gios is for a mature child or, or son. Let me put it that way. Hallelujah. Someone who has come to maturity hallelujah someone who is beginning to learn what you you do praise god now the bible says as many as are led by the spirit they are the youths of god which means the mature children hallelujah now everybody can receive jesus as savior of their lives but that also means they are all led by the Spirit. In fact, majority of God's people are actually not led by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Majority of them are not led by the Spirit. And that's why many Christians don't get results that they ought to get. Because the Spirit of God is a spirit of excellence. Hallelujah. And if you follow his guidance, the Bible says he will lead you into all truth. Hallelujah. So to be a mature son of God... For you to be someone who has gotten to the level where you're beginning to know deeper things. He says, you have to be led by the Spirit. So he says, as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. You know, recently I was teaching about the story of Elijah. And how that Elijah was, you know, he called the the prophets of Baal to a contest. Before then he had prayed and Said, okay. He had prayed and said, there should be no rain for the space of three and a half years. Okay, at this point, I think we should go to the scriptures. First Kings chapter 17, and I'm reading from verse 1. And Elijah, the Teach Bite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Hallelujah. Now, if you just listened, if you just read you know, this verse of scripture like that, you know this is, uh, this is why many Christians, they don't understand why they are not getting results. and then they look at these prophets of the Old Testament and they look at them as people who were larger than life. But I thank God for the Bible in the book of James, if you read chapter five, verse 16 down to verse 17, He says, says, "Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. Praise the Lord, they were just like us. Very important, subject to like passion. Because many people started thinking maybe these people were some kind of um spirit beings, they were out of this world kind of people or something like no, he said they were subject, he was subject to like passions as we are. He was just like us. Hallelujah. And that takes the limit off. If you'd read if you just read this first Kings 17, verse 1, just like this, you would think, well, I can just come out and make any decree, declare anything, and it will not happen. Hallelujah. Now if you read verse 2, the Bible says, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Kerith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Hmm. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook Kerith that is before Jordan. Hallelujah. And the rest of the story, the Bible says the ravens brought him food and all that while he was there. And later, you know, the water dried at that place and God led him to a woman, a widow woman. And then a miracle happened. The woman had food for her and her son, you know, and all that stuff. Praise God. Now this, this happened now if you just read it like that you would think well if elijah could come out and declare something well, that means i too should be able to come out and declare say whatever i want to say and it must happen and then you know some will even go further to quote that scripture in the book of job chapter 22 where it says you shall decree a thing and it shall be established hallelujah So reading something like that, you can just believe that, yeah, well, I can just come out and declare anything and it will happen for the word of God says so. Hallelujah. Now I want us to look. go to the next chapter, 1 Kings 18, from verse 1, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. God spoke to him hallelujah and elijah went to show himself unto ahab and there was so famine in samaria now uh we're gonna go to verse verse 30 let's go to verse 30 now elijah had told the priest of baal the prophets of baal all right you guys come for a contest on the mount. i think it was mount camel and said come on, let's have a contest if Baal is God well we'll all serve Baal if Jehovah is God we'll all serve Jehovah the God we're all going to put sacrifices out there the one who is able to call fire in the name of his God that one is going to be the one we, we will serve hallelujah if Baal brings fire then we'll serve Baal if Jehovah Yahweh brings fire we'll serve Yahweh and they agreed and of course, the prophets of Baal went on. They put the whole thing together and began to do what they did. You know, try to make all the incantations and all that. And I've always said that personally, I believe that those guys before them they were able to bring fire. This is my personal belief. Don't forget that the Bible says the magicians of Egypt, when Moses went to meet Pharaoh and he cast his rod down, they also cast their rods down and they turned to serpents. So they used their magic acts. These things worked. These were not tricks. This was magic. The Bible says it was magic. And this kind of magic existed as that way back then. Hallelujah. So I believe that because these Baal, prophets of Baal, they were into sorcery and witchcraft. So they, by their magic act, they could have done one or two things. Probably that's why they agreed to the contest. Hallelujah. If someone comes with an outrageous contest, Tells you to do something. You won't won't agree because you've not done that before. Hallelujah. So this is my personal belief. But the prophets of Baal accepted. And they tried to do. They tried to appease Baal and call Baal. Nothing happened. To the extent Elijah began to mock them. Hallelujah. And they cut themselves blood. Came out, gushed out. But even then, no fire. Hallelujah. And then verse... 30 and Elijah said unto all the people come near unto me and all the people came near unto him and he repaired the altar of the lord that was broken down so what did Elijah do here he didn't just go and start his own thing he didn't start his own thing he didn't just do his own thing he did what he did he the bible said he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Somebody else might say, Well, let me go build a new altar at once. Is that God what God wants? It's important for people to understand. Don't give God what you want to give him, give him what he asks from you. This is so important. There are sometimes God will ask you for a specific thing and you say, No, I want to give you better. No. Give him what he asks for you to give to him this is so important hallelujah i'm going to digress a little bit in the story of david when david went to take carry the ark of god to jerusalem at first he got a brand new cart in today's world it would have been a limo hallelujah and then he got new soldiers all well dressed he organized a military parade everything spent money and all that but god was not pleased Because there was a stipulated way according to the word of God that things were supposed to be done. The ark was never to be carried by anybody. The priest had to carry it by hand on their shoulder. The priest of the Lord. So he carried, David carried the ark in a brand new cart. You know, had the military parade and all that We were doing all that stuff. And somewhere along the line, the ark was stumbled and was about to fall. And you know the story, how Uzzah stretched his hand to support the axe so he doesn't fall, and he was struck and killed instantly because David didn't go according to the word. Hallelujah. So God doesn't want you just doing anything. He wants you to do what he wants you to do. Hallelujah. Don't just give God what you want to give him. Give him what he asks for you, of you. This is very important. So the Bible says, Elijah repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Hallelujah. Verse 31. And Elijah took twelve stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, unto whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. So even in choosing the stones for the repair of the ark, he did so according to the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. with the stones verse 32 he built an altar in the name of the lord and he made a trench about the altar as great as would contain two measures of seed and he put the wood in order and cut the bullock in pieces and laid him on the wood and said fill four barrels with water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood and he said do it the second time and they did it the second time and he said do it the third time and they did it the third time And the water ran about the altar and he filled the trench also with water. Elijah had put his sacrifice and everything. Now, instead of him to call fire, he is pouring water. Hallelujah. Pouring water on it. One barrel of water would have been enough. He told him to do it three times. By which time the Bible says everything was wet and soaking. Hallelujah. Verse 36. It says, and it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. That Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham. Now, this is everything, if you, if you follow, everything Elijah is doing is according to the word. He's following the book. Hallelujah. Everything he's doing according to the word. Even the time of the offering. There was a specific time he had to give the offering. Everything was according to the word. And now he begins to pray. Listen to the prayer here because the prayer exposes something very big. Reveals something big. It says, and he prayed, The Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, Let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word hallelujah this is this is this is mind-blowing he revealed something he said i've done all these things at thy word in other words you are the one who told me to do all these things hallelujah which means from the beginning when he came out and he declared there will be no rain it was god who told him to say it it was god who told see many times you know when we're growing up now early days when we got born again and filled the holy spirit Oh, we read that scripture in Philippians 4:13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Mm. So when it's raining and I want to go out, I'll stretch my hands. I command the rain to stop in the name of Jesus. After all, we can decree anything and it will be established. And you know, there are times it worked. There are times you know, we we'll command the rain and the rain will stop. And boy, oh, I felt so powerful. We feel so powerful, like we can praise God you know there are christians who threaten people with curses and all that stuff you know "Ah, if you just do this i will just curse you no it doesn't work that way it doesn't work that way praise the lord hallelujah very important he said that they may know that i have done all these things at thy word so you don't decree anything except the spirit of god leads you to do it it was god who moved elijah to make that decree in the first place there was that there, there'll be no rain hallelujah and then you, you read it verse chapter 18 verse 1 god told him "Say, okay now is the time it's time to go and show yourself to air if god didn't speak elijah wasn't gonna move how many christians are like that that, that can they can say they are led by the spirit how many hallelujah he was careful and even then when he was doing he was following everything carefully according to the word of god carefully hallelujah so he did it according to the word of god and you know the rest of the story fire came down from heaven and consumed the sacrifice and consumed the altar and leaked up the water burnt everything in the vicinity and when the people saw it you know it wasn't just a small spark it was fire from heaven a devouring fire everybody bowed down jehovah he is god and they began to worship Jehovah hallelujah but then if we go to that scripture I quoted earlier let's go back there the book of James chapter 5 verse 17 you're going to see something amazing here now remember James chapter 5 verse 17 remember before I read it remember that Elijah did what he did according to the word of the Lord In other words, God was the one that told him to make that decree before he made the decree. Hallelujah. Now watch this. He says, Elias, talking about Elijah, was a man subject to like passions as we are. And that's what I explained earlier. In other words, he was was just like us. He had flesh and blood just like we do. Hallelujah. Now watch this big revelation here. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Huh? But I thought God was the one that told him to make the decree. If God told him to make the decree, why then does he still need to pray? Praise the Lord. Because we have seen here that he prayed. The Bible says God, he, he did everything at the word of the Lord, which means when He make that, made that decree and said there will be no rain for the space of uh, according to my word, He did it according to the word, yet He had to pray. Do you see why many Christians are not getting results? Because they are decreeing without prayer. Hallelujah. And the Bible didn't just say He prayed, He said He prayed earnestly earnestly that it might not rain on the earth by the space of three years and six months he prayed earnestly 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 the amplifier says Earnest, heartfelt continuous prayer he prayed earnestly we are not told at which time he prayed before making the decree or after making the decree we are not told Praise the Lord. And I can't form a doctrine out of that. But the Bible says he prayed. So could it be that God told him, say, go and declare, tell Ahab there will be no rain. And after he said it, he went to pray. We are not told. Or he prayed and prayed and prayed because God told him, then God said, okay, now it's time to go and tell Ahab. We are still not told. But the Bible says he prayed earnestly. So there will be no rain. So the shutting of the heavens was as a result of not just the decree of Elijah, but also his earnest, heartfelt prayer. Hallelujah. Very, very important to note. Glory to God. And then if you go study, you know, after the contest on Mount uh, Mount Camel, and then, you know, uh, the fire came down from heaven, and, you know, the people began to worship God. And of course, the prophets of Baal were rounded up and they were summarily killed. Hallelujah. Now, watch verse 18. Verse 18 says, and he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. Hallelujah. Now, we don't have an idea of the prayer he prayed before the rain ceased. But the Bible talks about the one he prayed before the rain returned. Hallelujah. So we can, we can actually go there and get a picture of what exactly he prayed. Back to First Kings. Okay. Now verse 41. Now this was after the fire had come down. 1 Kings. Kings 18, verse 41. This was after the fire had come down and they had killed the prophets of Baal. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. In other words, he had declared that rain is coming back, just the way he declared that there will be no rain initially, right? Now, verse 42 says So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. They went to celebrate. And Elijah went up to the top of Camel. And he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. What was he doing? He went to pray. He had already decreed that the rain is coming. I hear, my God, my God, my God. When he said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Did he really hear the rain with his optical, with his ears? No, he didn't hear. This is is why I preach and say people who walk by sight, who walk by their physical uh, observations. The Bible says he that observed the winds will not sow. Come on, come on, come on. He said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Yet there was no sound of rain. He was hearing with the ears of the spirit. Hallelujah. This is so important. And Ahab went. But he went. Elijah went to come and knelt down, put his face between his knees, and he was praying. After he had prayed for a while, verse 43, and said to his servants, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. So every time the servant went to look for the rain clouds, those days they knew how to observe the clouds and know which was a rain cloud and how. Uh, if there will be rain, or they, they knew how to observe that. So he would send his servant to go check to see if there was a rain cloud. The guy went, checked, there was no sign of rain. But he had declared, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. And he continued to pray. Hallelujah. He continued to pray. And the Bible says, seven times, he told him to go seven times. He continued praying. Here you are, you prayed for it about just once, and then you give up. He continued praying, and it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, "Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea. He saw a little, like a little sign, like a man's hand. and he said, "Go up, say unto Ahab, prepare thy chariot and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not." What is wrong with this prophet? initially he declared and said i hear the sound of abundance of rain and there was no rain hallelujah and then he went to pray and pray and pray now the seven comes back after seven times he comes back to tell him i i i, I saw a cloud it was a small cloud like a man's hand immediately he saw that he said go and tell Ahab, hurry up if you don't hurry up the rain will beat you what audacity of faith hallelujah and it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and winds and there was a great rain hallelujah glory to god hallelujah eventually the, the, the clouds came and the rain fell and it was a great rain hallelujah and the bible says and ahab rode and went to jezebel and the hand of the lord was on elijah and he girded up his loins and ran before ahab to the entrance of j of jezreel now this is one powerful thing he overtook the horse of ahab ahab was riding on the horse he was running on feet but he overtook ahab to the entrance of jezreel the city that's another powerful thing hallelujah glory to god now my point here is Elijah did everything he did by the leading of the spirit. He made a declaration and then he didn't stop there. He went on to back it up with prayer. He went to back it up with prayer. We have many Christians declaring. I've seen people stand before someone and say in the name of Jesus be healed and nothing happens. Two things. Number one, was it the Holy Spirit that told you to make that decree? That's number one. Number two. That's your decree. Is it backed up with prayer? Hallelujah. These are the things that people don't understand. So when they don't see the miracle, they think God is not powerful. No, 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 no. No. All things are possible. Jesus said to him that believes, there's nothing impossible with God. He said with God, all things are possible. Hallelujah. So they are there making a decree. They are decreeing things, but it's not backed up by prayer. So nothing happens. Two things, number one. Whatever you decree. The Christian life, God empowers us as children of God. But that power is not for you to use as you will. This is where people miss it. It's not for people to use as you will. The gift of the Spirit are to be used by the leading of the spirit you cannot just prophesy anytime you want no the spirit of prophecy must come upon you when we talk about the gifts of the spirit you can't just come and begin to uh reveal something no the spirit of god has to show if you don't see you didn't see hallelujah you didn't see so sometimes i hear people say can i prophesy can i prophesy is it god who is showing you you know the fakes they know how to do this show off and all these stuff is it god who is leading you to do it if god is the one leading you no problems hallelujah first it must be by the leading of the spirit i want to show you that scripture sorry first corinthians 12 that's what you have uh, the gift of the spirit chapter 12 verse 11 he says but all these talking about the gifts that he had talked about earlier all these worketh that one and the self-same spirit dividing to every man severally as he will not as we will hallelujah glory to god this is so important let me read from the new english translation It says, it is one and the same spirit distributing as he decides to each person who produces these things. As he decides. You cannot just say, oh God, I want the gift of healing. And then God gives to you. No, sir. No. You cannot just say, Lord, I want this and that. No, the Bible says he distributes as he wills. And this is something I was explaining earlier. You know, Jesus said the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. And he says, pray to the Lord of harvest that he will send forth more laborers into the vineyard, into the field. He said, look, the fields are are white. The harvest is ripe, but there are not enough laborers. Now, when he talks about the field, of course, talking about the farm here. But if you go to farms... The farms have different kind of crops in the farms. This is something we need to understand. There is a farm for oranges. And the way you would harvest the oranges is different from how you will harvest rice in the rice farm. The farm implement you will use to harvest orange is not the same one you will use to harvest rice. The farm implement you would use to harvest Carrot is not the same farm implement you will use to harvest. uh, Let's say coconut. Coconut. It's not the same. Hallelujah. So God knows. The Bible says there are many. Jesus said other sheep have I from other areas. So there are different kinds of sheep from different places. So the way you will harvest one farm is not the way you will harvest the other farm. So God knows the different farms. So we as his laborers, we are like the farm implements that are used to harvest the different farms. So one person may be made by God to harvest rice. That's your specialty. The other person may be made to harvest mango. That's your specialty. The other person may be made to harvest, uh, let's say, flowers because they plant flowers too. Hallelujah. Cotton, cocoa, Different crops have their different ways of harvesting them. If you use the farm implement to harvest cocoa, to try to harvest rose, for example, you would destroy the thing. It's not the same. Now, if you study the Bible, the Bible says that Peter had a ministry with the Jews. He had a great ministry. In fact, let's read it in the book of Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2, and I'm reading from verse 7. It says, but contrariwise, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me as the gospel of the circumcision was unto Peter, for he, verse 8 says, for he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, The same was mighty in me toward the Gentiles. Now let me read the the easy English translation. It says, no, instead they saw that God had given a special job to me as he had to Peter. God wanted me to tell the good news about Christ to the Gentiles. And he had told Peter to tell the good news to the Jews. You see that? Paul was assigned to the Gentiles. That was his mission. While Peter was assigned to the Jews, and look at verse, it says, God worked in Peter to make him a special teacher to the Jews. He performed great works, great miracles. Peter performed among the Jews. Hallelujah. It says, and God worked also in me to make me a special teacher to the Gentiles. So just the way Peter was having a great result among the Jews, That's how Paul was having a great result among the Gentiles. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Why? Because, see, Peter didn't have it in him to win the Gentiles. Firstly, you need to understand where Peter came from. Peter was uneducated. He was a fisherman before Jesus called him. So he was uneducated. Hallelujah. So he could only relate basically with the Jews because he was uneducated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. On the contrary, Paul was a learned man, he was a lawyer. And so he was equipped and trained enough to, God could use him to talk to, you know, educated people. If you study in Acts chapter 16, going to chapter 17, Paul went and had, you know, encounters with educated Greek people, Saturn, and he spoke with them. He was able to bring the gospel to them because he himself was educated so god knows our abilities based on how he created us and based on that he gives us the gifts we require to carry out the assignment that is needed hallelujah see that's what i told you i said before i said competition when it comes to christianity is absolutely unnecessary because at the end of the day the assessment of success in ministry is not something that will be done on earth. Is when you stand in heaven, the one who sent you will be able to say, yes, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You did what I asked you to do. Or you say, go away from me, you work of iniquity. You didn't do what I asked you to do. Before the eyes of men, you could have a church of 10,000 people and all that. And you know, everything is going well. People will have, people will respect you and all. But in the eyes of God, you are a failure because you're not doing what he asked you to do. Hallelujah. So this is very important. You must know what god is leading you to do that's why i started by reading that scripture romans chapter 8 verse 14 he says they that are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god so as you come to christ the next thing you need to start doing is to grow grow to the point where you begin to hear the leading of the spirit of god you begin to hear what you say you should do so you do everything by the leading of the holy spirit Don't just do something because everybody else is doing it. Do it because God is leading you to do it. This is so important. And then we saw something here. How that Elijah made a decree by the leading of the spirit. But he didn't stop there. He went on to also pray until he saw it happen. Many of you have received prophecies. Maybe you want to have a baby and a prophecy was given to you. Yeah. Yeah. By this time next year, you will have a baby or something. The decree has been made. Have you backed that thing up with prayer? Have you prayed? The Bible says Elijah prayed. And he sent the guy seven times. The guy came back with no result. Elijah continued to pray. So maybe you prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And you went to do a test. It showed negative. And you give up. No. You continue praying until you get the result. That's exactly what Elijah did. The Bible says he prayed earnestly. Hallelujah. So understand this, that the Christian life is not a life that we can live without the Holy Spirit. We do need Him. The Bible says, in all your ways, acknowledge Him like in all. He wants to be involved in everything. Hallelujah. So you don't utter words without the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You only say it as you are led by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God so the first step like i said is for you to develop the ear that hears god hallelujah the ear that hears god so you follow the leading of the spirit and how can you follow the leading of the spirit the first way through the word and by prayer hallelujah as you study the word as you are studying the word you will get to understand the character of the spirit You'll get to understand the kind of things that God can tell you to do and what God cannot tell you to do. There are some things that God cannot tell you to do. As you study these scriptures, you will understand. Praise the Lord. you would understand. And then as, you are, as as you are praying also, as you pray, you will hear the voice of the Spirit. You will hear the voice. The Spirit of God will begin to speak to you. And the more you fellowship with the Spirit, His voice will become louder. And you will know what He wants you to do hallelujah praise the lord so from today this is um this is a call basically to the children of god to maturity hallelujah god is calling his children to maturity where they leave that babyhood stage of going by their own uh the bible says the will of their mind whatever they desire they declare hallelujah you see your friend driving a bmw you like it father in the name of jesus i receive a bmw is that what god wants for you hallelujah you become carnal with that so as you begin to mature you will understand that whatever you decree must be something that's led by the holy spirit and you don't stop by decreeing you back it up with prayer earnest prayer until you see the result of what you've been praying about hallelujah I'm sure you've learned something today glory to God don't just make decrees when you declare and you say oh I'm rich I'm powerful I'm influential back it up with prayer hallelujah and that's why I say to God's people every day have a time of prayer set an alarm have that time where this is your prayer time and when it gets to that time get yourself down on your knees and pray make sure you pray hallelujah make sure you pray while you are praying Back those confessions you've made with prayer. Declare you are moving forward. Declare the word of God is working mightily in you. Declare. Hallelujah. Back those words with prayer. Until you see the result. See what God has said come to pass in your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I'm going to pray a prayer with you right now. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for your word has come to us. Indeed, it has brought enlightenment to us. Now we know that we don't just make decrees, but any decree we have to make, we have to make them based on the leading of your spirit. And also we have learned that we don't just make decrees after making the decrees, we continue to back it up with prayer. But we thank you. sintu as we do this we decree based on your the leading of your spirit and we back it up with prayer surely we will see the result of what we have prayed about for this we thank you father as your children indeed we are moving forward we are making progress we are growing in the things of the spirit and we are winning every day of our lives thank you father in jesus name we pray amen hallelujah praise the lord I'm sure you have been blessed. You have heard that word. Now you know what to do. Hallelujah. I'm going to come again to you with another interesting word. that will bless you, inspire you until I come to you again. Keep living in the atmosphere of God's word, God's worship, and God's miracles. God bless you. Bye-bye. Join the man of God, Pastor Isaac Samuel II, for further deeper analysis of the Word of God and mind-blowing miracles during the Checker Church weekly services. On Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.